Welcome to our QAnon uh, disbandment support group. Yes, I feel demonized. I was I was I was reading a thread online today where people were wondering where Q is and where what why isn't he helping? What is it? Why isn't he doing anything? Oh no! <laughs> where were you reading this thread? 4chan. <laughs> Your email inbox. <laughs> the whiteboard I have on the wall in my bathroom. Yeah. It just says cool "Where thread. is Q" in big letters. <laughs> why isn't he helping? <laughs> Why hasn't he done anything? And then somebody was like, Monday. Oh, that's <laughs> ominous. That's tomorrow. We're recording. This is Pillows on the Windows, a movie podcast. We're recording on November 8th. Election More Day. like politics on the windows. Mm. <gasps> Car. Yes. It's been a while since we've sat down and talked about non-horror films. That's true. Let's talk about a, a horror minute. film. Like what? Like Saw 3. Oh, Saw! Okay, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, let's jump into the good old Saw. I have okay. an intro question for you, actually. Okay, okay, hit me. What edition of these are you watching? Ooh, I didn't know this was a question. What does this mean? Explain, please. I think there must be three of each. Oh. I, I estimate. There's the theatrical director's cut and unrated. <laughs> <laughs> what's in the unrated is there like more pig intestines that's what i watched so the, i'm kind of curious like i watched the unrated this time okay it's like more boobs yeah i wonder if it's just like a longer shot of the naked lady or something <laughs> i uh I, you know i i don't know exactly but i'm not yearning for any of these in particular i have okay. to say i don't hmm. feel cheated out of a a viewing experience <laughs> because i saw the for kids version of saw three <laughs> it was a good like five minutes longer so whatever was in there yikes yeah. yikes maybe you should have made it five minutes shorter instead <laughs> hey 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 mm. hey we love saw three i might have seen the unrated because mine was very mine was like an hour and 50 minutes or something yeah hmm. Hmm. hard to say okay why'd you ask I don't know, because I was, the problem with this one was, oh, no, I was, like, doing a terrible job of finding the way in which I wanted to watch this. So, like, I started by just searching Saw 3. Yeah. And then all of them were $4 or something. I was like, oh, God, I can't imagine paying $4 for this. So okay. then I searched Saw 3 unrated to see if it was cheaper. Um, And it said it was on Redbox, but then my Redbox didn't work, so I had to so then I end up paying four dollars for it, but I paid four dollars for the unrated because I was already there. <laughs> That's the whole story. Why would it be know. cheaper that it was unrated? Wouldn't that be more expensive or something? I think it was just like prices don't mm, matter in Biden's economy. Where do they come from? Lord knows. And okay. I think for some reason, randomly, it was two dollars on Redbox, except for Redbox didn't work. Do you think? I mean, I, this is kind of a silly question because everything gets more expensive. But do you just think film rental will get more expensive as we go? Digital film rental? I guess so. Because, yeah, it's like Mulan is like $5,000 to watch, right? Yeah, but I just mean like I want to watch A Beautiful Mind. Oh. And then I go on there and it's like $6 all of a sudden instead of $4. God. The amount of money I spend on like bad movies is really hard for me to, like, yeah, reconcile, to reconcile with. Yeah. Yeah. I understand. <laughs> There's no reason for it. No, no, there isn't. 
bad Except movies for this can podcast, be free. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, speaking of which, Saw Three car. Yes. Um, it's fine. Um, I think it's better again than one. Yes, I think so too. Yeah, by quite a bit, actually. I'd say. Mm, that's where you lose me. I think the okay. structure is really interesting, mm-hmm. but I think it's really boring at the same time. Oh, I disagree. Mm. I think it's actually more exciting. I think this is the most exciting one. No, two is way more fun. I guess so. I just hate all of like anytime the police are in it. I'm just like, oh god. Uh. She's not in. She's not in three for very long. I know. I thought. <laughs> I was like, I don't remember her not being in the other ones. Granted, like any character dying doesn't mean they don't come back. Sure. But I thought like, is this a nightmare or or like a dream sequence? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no. But no. Well, maybe it is. Maybe Saw 6, she comes back and it was a dream. Uh, Sure. (laughs) This definitely is going back to the first one kind of being about like interpersonal drama you know, yeah. in addition to, you know, chopping people up into little pieces. Uh, whereas two kind of threw that all away and was just about chopping people into little pieces. And I don't think they do this stuff well in this series so far. In our personal stuff, you're saying? Yeah, like not even just like the jigsaw stuff, but like the dude is all distraught because his kid <laughs> died and they like drive that point home eight billion different ways. Yeah. And it's just really uninteresting to me. You don't even need it because the whole point of the movie is just to watch people get tortured. You don't need him to be emotionally tortured at the same time. You know? Yeah. And I guess like the reason why you sort of do is that you have to set up the uh, stupid. (laughs) He has to like continuously not save these people that he's angry at. But it is so absurdly awful the way he behaves it like it yes. doesn't even matter yeah. like okay this judge r- didn't give the guy who murdered your kid a heavy enough sentence so you're gonna almost let him drown in pig guts like this is insane <laughs> and that's where i think the movie just falls apart is they do such a poor job of portraying his inner turmoil where yeah. you could just be like oh he's just like negligent or yeah. he's like conflicted, but it's mostly just him looking worried for like five minutes while bad things happen to somebody, you know, and they keep cutting to the bad things happening. And then they cut back to him looking worried. Yeah, I wonder if there is like any way to pull this off, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know if any character could ever be so conflicted that like. It would be OK to watch these people die again and again. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't think I would ever buy that. I guess like unless it was like a very violent, purposeful crime done on unto a person. Which is you not know what this. I mean? Right. Exactly. This yeah. was what, like an accident? Yeah, it seems like it. Well, he was like yeah. a drunk driver, I think. And Yeah. But I mean, that's terrible. But yeah, it's just I don't know. It's just it's a core part of this movie and they don't ever portray it in an effective or it just feels like they they could have boiled it down more to its essence yeah. instead of having it be like all this like you have to burn your son's toys which i think is actually a pretty <laughs> that's like one of the most poignant moments i think is like oh him, for sure yeah. yeah but it's like it's just like layer upon layer upon layer and you get it i get it i understand yeah. that he's conflicted yeah 
He doesn't save people. <laughs> no. And by the end, it just feels like everything's going off by accident. And like he wants to save people, but things just keep happening, which is maybe supposed to play into the lady becoming the puzzle master and she's not good at it or something. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, like one of the biggest or like most annoying parts of this is in the twisty one. Mm hmm. Where, like, yeah, the whole thing is he has to grab the key, and grabbing the key leads to the gun going off. And, like, that's just a terrible trap. Like, yeah, it doesn't... sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's doing it exactly right, besides the guy standing behind him, where, like, you just move a little bit to the side, and you would never get hurt by that. Yeah. <laughs> they portray it really well, too, where he's just, like, banging on the glass. He's like, no, I can't. Yes. I have to cheat the system in order to get this key. It's so strange. Oh man. But what do you what do you think of the traps in this one? The the killing machines. I thought the ice one was very effective. Yeah, that's a creative one too. Yeah. Cause it's like all the other ones are like I guess fire, they do fire, but like just having it not be like blood and gore. Yeah. And turning it to just like a Suffering. terrible, intense feeling that you, I feel like, see far less is very yeah. alarming and uh, upsetting. Yeah, there's like no gore. It's just like pain. Right. And he's just. And yeah. oh my God, when the water is spraying on yeah. her. Like, <gasps> no. Oh, Ew, God. Ew. Yeah. I don't know. What did you think? <laughs> <laughs> I thought they were okay. The pig one yeah. really gets to me. The pig one is disgusting. Mm -hmm. Just. Which is how I knew I had seen this movie before. And I had. Right. But I didn't remember yeah. a single thing about it. Except the, the pig thing. Where do they get these rancid pigs? Like, those aren't your normal pigs. <laughs> um, you could maybe follow that rabbit hole down and ask where any of this stuff is coming from. And these giant warehouses full of mannequins and, you know. Yeah. This old, mm. you know, bedridden man is able to do all this. It's fine. It's well, fine. now it's Amanda. Amanda. Mm hmm. I'm duh. Is she gone or does she come back in like the fifth one? I think somehow? she comes back. Does she? I don't remember. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. You, we are, I mean, it is James Wan, but we are like one step away from like, and then Jigsaw's spirit inhabited the body of the cop. <laughs> I feel like we're yeah. like half a step away from that at any given time. Yeah. I mean, there's no, like, there wasn't really logic in the first one, but we are. It's like fantasy, but still like acting like this could be something that happens. Like right. it's not purposeful fantasy. Right. It's supposed to be like gritty. It's like seven. Four. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I think he must really like seven. Seven. So sick. He said <laughs> as he made another mannequin. What if mannequin. we made it more sick though? <laughs> no, like pigs. And then his neck twists around. That was super <laughs> gross. Yeah. Yeah. But they don't, I feel like even there, they're not portraying it in an effective way because his neck just kind of snaps and you don't really get like a good, like they show the arm with like the bone oh, coming God. out of it and that's good. Yeah. Yeah. But then when he actually dies, it's like not even shown well. Yeah. I was kind of glad because like at that point we'd seen four limbs twist off and I was just like, I don't need to see the head also <laughs> twist. I don't know. Like I got the point. It looks bad. Really bad. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like it would be not a great time. No. Speaking of which, what do you think of the other plot line where the nurse has to keep <laughs> track of this man? I actually really like it. Okay. I think it's fun and creative. 
It, okay. Okay. I think I like when things are like, if someone's heart rate changes in this way, you also die, which they do in Lost, and I really like it. In Lost. <laughs> it is funny. Uh, it's a it's a very good nightmare situation to have yeah. this like verge of death man, and if he dies, you die, and you have to keep track of him, and you know, cut his skull open. Yeah, and there's like no supplies in which to actually help him. And it's yeah. just like, and you're also dealing with this crazy person. The only thing is, she, like, her and Amanda tussle enough yeah. that she could have just grabbed the key so easily so many times. You're assuming she could have gotten out of this neck thing. Yeah, easily. I'm assuming. Oh, but then like, oh, isn't there the whole thing? Like, then she, if she runs. I don't think... I don't think she was ever meant to get out of that thing because Amanda put it on her and Amanda's evil and twisted. Yeah. She doesn't follow the rules. <laughs> God. Oh, Amanda. The, She's been through a lot. She, she sure has. Uh, the end of this movie is like a South Park parody of jaw, a jigsaw or saw. Like <laughs> I can't handle the last 20 minutes of this movie. It's so ridiculous. When it's like he's the husband. No, when he's like, this is a game. Like, he does that like four times yeah. within the span of five minutes where he's like, yeah. this is a game. And then like that was part of the next game. He had like four mm -hmm. games going from the beginning, <laughs> from the first movie, you know. Yeah. And it's like the clip of him saying to Amanda, you have to give me all of yourself, which <laughs> yeah. they somehow play 30 times within this movie. Yes, because it's yeah. part of the game. Right. It's so stupid. And the music like cuts in exactly like South Park would do it, where it's like, I want to play a game. And then all of a sudden the camera's like switching all over the place because it's like, whoa. They do this every time, though. Like, it's so <laughs> funny that this is just like part of what the movies are, I guess. Do you think they worked backwards? Oh, uh, probably. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Well, they probably worked backwards. OK, here's what I imagine. It's like they had this end plot that they wanted like the last 20 minutes yeah and then they also had like oh what if we froze a lady and then they got sure and they like they work that combine those elements yes yeah. <laughs> yep. and it's like okay we're gonna show him burning the toys but don't we need a five minute scene where he's angry at his daughter in order to <laughs> ramp this up and then somebody said dude this movie's already two hours long i don't think we should do this and he said no 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 no, no. Get the saw. Director's cut. <laughs> get the saw interior direct decorator who makes every room look like yeah. a music video and have them go at it. That, like, this movie was really upsetting, but the interior decoration continues to be one of the most upsetting parts of the movie. It all looks so bad. Yeah. It's like nobody knows what a room looks like. It all looks like a, like a Johnny Depp thing or something. They're so consistent, though. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Really Every room looks like... the same in the same weird, uncanny way. And I'm really... Oh, it's so dumb. This really feels like this has to be the end of this era of filmmaking as far as... Like, this just feels so much like the mid-2000s to me. Yeah, right. And I feel like we're moving past that. So if the next movie feels like that, I'm going to be bummed out. I think they all do, maybe uh... up until, like, the last... Here's really, this other thing. It's like, well, okay, so the I remember the pig thing being the most upsetting part of any of the movies to me. Yes. But yes, then yes. during this movie, I suddenly remembered 
that there is an even more upsetting thing mm. that I had completely blocked out of my mind for years. Mm. That isn't one of the traps. Mm. And I was like, I I have no idea when it's coming. Like, I thought it might happen during this movie. And I'm genuinely dreading it. I hate it so much. Oh. Yeah. Uh, like so we'll see. End of movie twist thing or? No, I won't. I want to give it. I, oh. It has to do with the dude's backstory. The um, Jigsaw's backstory. Oh, and his um, wife or whatever? Yeah. Because I remember some of that, too. I feel like I've seen all these movies. I just don't remember any of them. <laughs> yeah. Well, because they started, they showed, like, the a couple flashbacks this yes. time. Yes, I was like, I don't want, like, if this movie had the pig, the pig drowning and the thing that I'm thinking of, yeah. I would just feel like this is the most much. obscene thing I've ever seen. Yeah. 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 But then you would be in the clear for the rest of the movies. That's true. Um, I'm not. Yeah, I I lost the plot on this a little bit because we're not even halfway, but I feel like we're there's what, eight of them? Uh, what is it? it? Counting the jigsaw one or no? Yes, of course. I think so. OK, uh, there was one every year for a while, right? Oh, I don't know. That seems about right. And then they must have like fallen off because then Jigsaw was like 2017 or something crazy. It definitely fell off. I thought I feel like it fell off in like 2013 or something. I might be entirely wrong. I'm just guessing. Hmm. It just it seemed odd to me that Jigsaw came out so recently when these movies came out a long time ago and they were making them like all the time. So they must have taken like a gap year or something. I think it took more than a gap year, and then it was like, oh, maybe there's nostalgia for this, and then there wasn't. There sure is. There sure is. (laughs) Yeah, because we're, I don't know, (laughs) somehow we're the people. (laughs) I watched the Jigsaw trailer. It looked pretty fun. I don't know. Oh, really? I liked what it was. People hate it. Okay, cool. Uh, They should hate all of these movies. Um, Yeah. That's Saw 3 car. Yeah. I guess. So your ranking at this point would be what? Oh, I don't know. Maybe two, three, one, two, three, one. Yeah. Yeah. That seems I think fair. mine too. You did what? I think mine too. Oh, I, think okay. I agree. I concur. Okay. I understand. Car, what else have you been watching in these three weeks? Oh, Lordy, Lordy. I watched so many scaries and then I stopped watching scaries. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, okay. This is, I'm going to break some rules here. What? Is this like who wants to be a millionaire? Yeah. <laughs> the lights all just like went from the from shining outward to shining at me exactly. <laughs> no, um, no, Carly, you're you're no, 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 no. Is that supposed to be Regis? That's Regis Feldman. You got two lifelines. Oh God, is Regis dead? Yes, he is. Ugh. Anyways, uh, <laughs> um, okay, so I'm going to count this because it's on Litterboxd. It's so, on Litterboxd? Is that like the cat movie ranking yes, site? Okay. It's the cat movie ranking site. I'm a patron. Queen's Gambit, brother. Okay. No, see, no, 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 no. Yeah. Nope, nope, nope. Mm-hmm. This is not a TV show podcast. This is actually a movie podcast where we discuss films. I don't care. I've decided I'm going to um, expand on this for well, Two minutes, say. Carly, you're mm-hmm. opening the door for me to talk about Kitchen Nightmares for half an hour. <laughs> oh, no. I do really like Kitchen Nightmares, so I would be perfectly okay with that. <laughs> Why can't they run a kitchen? I don't understand it. These chefs, you know? 
I mean, I think people, I don't know how there, anyone still thinks that like having a restaurant is an easy thing to do. Yeah. Well. I can't watch Kitchen Nightmares because there's this cutscene or there's this <laughs> sound effect they use all the time whenever they cut or anything dramatic happens. It's like a symbol, right? It's like, and they do it every five seconds and it's insane. I feel like I can hear what you're talking about. It's like not as severe sound effect. So it just kind yeah. of like floats into the background. But if you're listening for it, it's just like constant whenever something. Because he'll, he'll be like looking at the menu and he'll say like, bloody hell. And it'll, and it'll say like, raw lamb. It's raw good. lamb. <laughs> anyway, Carl, it's Queen's Gambit. It is the best. It's with our queen, Anya Taylor-Joy. Who we love. We love Anya Taylor-Joy. We love Anya Taylor-Joy. Of the uh, witch fame. Of the witch fame. Um, and it's a an adaptation of a novel, I think, from the 80s. Actually, by the writer of Out of Sight and many other, like, movies that people What is like Out of Sight again? The Clooney J-Lo. Oh, okay. Yeah. Got it. Um... So it's about a girl growing up and she's an orphan and she is a chess prodigy. Oh, okay. Um, and. Oh, wait, a woman? Heck yeah, brother. Oh my gosh. Um, and it's, I don't know. It's just like. It was both a very pleasant watch in that it's like extremely, extremely well made. Like just all of the craft of it is incredible. All of the acting is incredible. The script is beautiful and wonderful. And then I also just it like showed a character that I either haven't seen before or you just so rarely see where like it's a very specific young woman who like... Yeah, she's an orphan. She struggles <clears throat> intensely with addiction issues. Um, and she's a like a genius in the true sense of the word. Um, but it's just like she's also like a normal girl who is growing up and is like making bad decisions in a really normal way. Aww. In a way that like just they could have taken things entirely differently. We're like there's one point where she's maybe like 20 or something and she has this uh chess friend a dude who like um she's kind of helping or he's kind of helping her train for one of her matches and there's like some sort of feelings there and she on a whim just like asks him to live with her for a few months and it's like oh this is a bad idea yeah like it's not a good idea yeah and, like, in most movies or TV shows, it would be like, oh, that leads to the worst, any number of the worst things in the world happening. But in all reality, what happens is just like, oh, that didn't work out and it's okay and, like, we're still friends. <laughs> it's just like, Let's play yeah. chess. Yeah, I mean, like, it's just, it feels like one of the more accurate depictions of just, like, being a young woman that I've seen and it's in these incredible circumstances and it's like globe trotting and there's like it's so fanciful and so grounded at the same time also it has Marielle Heller who's what? the director of aha uh-huh, the director of a beautiful day in the neighborhood and Aww. can you ever forgive me plays her 
adoptive mother and oh. is incredible. Like one of the coolest mother daughter relationships I've seen. Um, yeah. And I like, it's like seven episodes or something and I binged it all last weekend and it was an extremely pleasant time. And it, I can't say enough good things about it. <sighs> Two questions for you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Would you say coming of age stories are like your 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 wheelhouse? I feel like you love coming of age stories. I like them a lot. I like them when they do something new or okay. like explore in a different way. Like I don't want to watch like The Breakfast Club for the millionth time. Sure. Uh, but I do want to watch a young woman growing up who plays chess really well. <laughs> who I can identify with in some way, even though I am not a chess player. Sure. Okay. Yeah. At the end of the show is like Deep Blue shows up and she's like, oh, crap. <laughs> there is um, also Dudley Durs- Dursley and the little boy from Love Actually. So those are two oh, weird important things. Yeah. He's got to be like one of the 40 like, now. He's probably... 30-ish. That's weird. But he looks exactly the same as he does as a little boy, which is like really uh, hard to, yeah, like wrap your mind around. And it's so funny too, because like, it's just so interesting to see what like celebrities in the chess world would theoreti- theoretically be like. Like he's yeah. this like string bean weirdo k- guy who like carries a knife around and wears cowboy hats and like a duster sort of thing oh yeah but he's like the badass Ooh, cool yeah. chess boy and it's so accurate like of course he's like <laughs> by many people's standards he'd be this like weirdo but in this very niche world right. he's like the coolest in the yeah. sphere he is the man yeah <laughs> yeah he's the bishop pleasant. second yeah. question for you Karen. mm-hmm how do you feel about TV shows being on Letterboxd? I'm against it. I like it because then I can... Log it? I like it because... I guess like the two TV shows I think that I've logged on Letterboxd are this and I May Destroy You. And those are probably two of my favorite TV shows of the year. Yeah. So it's just like nice to be able to go on and like read what people think about it. I don't want every TV show on there. Um, well, okay. Okay. How do you, where do you draw the line? I don't understand. I think they have to be limited series. Okay. But aren't all shows basically limited series at this point? Besides well, like yeah, those sitcoms? lines are blurring. Yes. But I, I like, they wouldn't have like Grey's friends Anatomy. on there. Is that your Grey's Anatomy or, yeah. Is, is it because limited event shows are better than non-limited events? I mean, that's probably part of it. And it's also just like, how do you catalog, like, is season two its own? I don't know how you would, like, yeah, actually just organize that. They they shouldn't. Well, I, I just don't understand, I guess, because Letterboxd is a film website and they just have stuff that is not films on there. And I don't understand. I mean, I think it's, this is like getting into what, like, every single person who like talks about movies is talking about now where it's like they're just becoming the same thing like tv and movies are just morphing into one amorphous blob i don't like that at all i don't really care like (laughs) that's why i feel like it's one of the more annoying conversations because it's like i just don't especially in the year of our lord 2020 when like (laughs) 
what are movies i don't know like we can't see them in theaters they're just on streaming services just like my show with anya taylor joy and that's six hours versus no this other thing that's three hours i don't don't agree with this this is not my (laughs) stance you can't see most movies in theaters even when you can go to theaters they're still movies i can't see yeah i just mean like i feel like we're because everything's on streaming now like yeah. your experience of watching i don't know like what what's it's the like, dif- what's it's like I books mean, or websites now because they're both on my kindle like what no it, it doesn't matter where you're getting them <laughs> it matters what the format is i know but i think that what i'm saying is because things are being produced for streaming services and they're being produced with like i'm sure just like myself tons of people watched queen's gambit in a very short amount of time like the expectation is not that you're pacing them out week by week the expectation is probably that you're binging it so like how close do those things need to get before i don't like this at all because i'll back this up because Mm -hmm. i think what it's going to do is give direct film directors leeway to make longer movies and that's the exact opposite thing of what i want because movies are already too long Right. And I think that's actively happening, except what's happening is that film directors are making TV shows and then using that as a way to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not what I want at all, Carl. No. And I think like there will be a learning curve. Like uh, this is inevitable. I don't think it's even like, is this happening? I think it just is. Yeah. So it's like there will be a learning curve where, yeah, like. I mean, like <laughs> some people would argue like Mindhunter was David Fincher making yeah. way too long of a movie, but Mindhunter is really good. Sure. So that's fine. It's just like if a director is given that much time and space to do something and they're bad at it, like then it's not fine. It also kind of presupposes that filmmaking and creating a TV show are the same skill set. Right. Like I'm David Fincher. I can make a TV show now. And apparently that's the accepted career path or something. Or we're getting there. I don't know. You're freaking me out, Car, is what I'm saying. I don't (laughs) change is scary i don't know (laughs) i don't know i think like they're including oh i think there's like some like there's discussions around including is it this came up in the oscars is what i'm trying to Uh say um Uh with the is it oj made in america oh okay sure where that was a docuseries but it was like also <laughs> kind of a movie how is it kind of a movie i don't understand i'm not trying I think to they showed flipping. it like all at once in a theater but it was like six hours long or something oh okay but then we're getting back into the delivery method as a you know as the criteria. Well, but the, the oscars care all of their rules are based <laughs> on know, theaters I don't so understand like yeah. any of this yeah I mean, it's all like, it's, I want to say it's arbitrary, but that's also not true. I don't know. Yeah. It's like a very, everyone's just kind of like figuring out as we go on sort of thing. And luckily these streaming services have, or I guess maybe not luckily, but they have an incredible amount of money and they can spend it on whatever (laughs) and then see what works. (laughs) Yeah. It's the dark future. We didn't know we wanted. Except unless there's a lot of Anya Taylor-Joy. because then it's Of course, we love Anya Taylor-Joy. She's so good in this. It's like mind-blowing. She's, yeah, yeah, fantastic. I didn't know she was a TV star as well. (laughs) Good Good for her. (laughs) Yeah. Have you watched any films, Car? Yeah. Um, What did I watch? I watched The Borats, both of them. For the first time? 
How'd that go? <laughs> it went way better than I thought it was going to. Okay. I mean, like, I think I had to watch the first one in the context of, like, when it came out. Okay. Not just in, like, the humor, but in that, like, this was a... Bush era film. I am just, like, a... The way he... I don't know that he invented, like, a way of doing something, but he... He... There's something revolutionary about, like, the entire concept of it, I feel. Um, And it was, like, super well done. And I think it was way... I laughed a lot more than I thought. Like, it's just one of those things of, like, yeah, every boy in middle school thought this was the funniest thing in the world, (laughs) so I assumed it was really stupid. And, like, they probably weren't interpreting it in maybe the way that it was supposed to be. But I think it worked way better than I thought it did. And then I really liked the second one. Okay. Yeah. It doesn't feel like going back to the well too much? No. Okay. I mean, that's like, I think it's really cool because a lot of it is like dealing with the fact that he can't. Like the whole, he can't go around America being Borat because everyone knows who Borat is. Okay, sure. Okay. So he has to like work within those systems Ugh. and then like every once in a while you find someone who is so unaware of anything. Yeah. That, like he doesn't need to cover it up, but most of the time like that's part of the whole thing is just like he needs to change how he's approaching this or else yeah, all the entire joke is ruined. What do you think the percentages of people who know that Borat is Sasha Baron Cohen as a character. What do you mean? Like you could know that Borat was a movie and not realize that it's a joke character made by Sasha Baron Cohen. Oh, I feel like 15 to 20%. (laughs) Okay. Just are like, they think he's real or something like it's a movie about Borat. I mean, like, I'm sure there's tons of people who just don't know who Sasha Baron Cohen is. And then, like, they're like, yeah, oh, it's just a silly man made a movie and it's funny. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, because I feel like you could get away with that still then. Because you're like, I'm back. I'm making another movie. Oh, sure. I'm Borat. That's true. But then, like, the whole thing is, and, like, the smart part of it is you're getting people to reveal something about themselves because their guard is down because this strange man is saying terrible things. (laughs) Or their pants are down. Oh, yeah. Okay. Better than um, Sasha Baron Cohen in the Sorkin. So do with that what you will, brother. (laughs) I'm glad Sorkin could come back with uh, Queen's Gambit and really knock it out of the park. (laughs) You know? That's such a good, like, Sorkin, you know, concept. It's like this woman, and she's really good at her craft, and it's kind of like this long form... You know, limited event series brought to you by HBO, and she can just kind of have like these long really form smart, limited event. <laughs> these really smart conversations, kind of like, kind of like, uh, you know, like rapid, like quick fire. Actually, a trademark of Queen's Gambit is that there's not a lot of dialogue. So, oh, um, I'll quickly transition yes. to the last thing I want to highlight, which is I watched Steve Jobs and it was really interesting. Oh, nice. Okay. A Sorkin. Oh, oh. Yeah. Okay. Very interesting, like double feature, I feel, with I guess either Social Network and or Molly's Game, but I was thinking Molly's Game. 
Uh, okay. There's a lot of father-daughter stuff that is really interesting. Hmm. And I can't tell, like, the entire time I was like, I have no idea if this is good or bad or if I like it or hate it, but I cried, like, five times. Okay. Does it feel as Sorkin-y as a girl movie? Molly's Game? <laughs> Molly's Game, sorry. <laughs> I'm kind of tired. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, but it feels much better. Okay. okay. Most of the time. Every once in a while, it's like, holy cow, this is indulgent. Sure. Um, but most of the time it feels much, much better. Yeah. Okay. Okay. What made you pick that up? You're just on a Sorkin bender. You're just, you want a Sorkin hangover tomorrow? It's always like been on the, I've always like meant to watch it, I guess. It always just felt so weird that like he did the, the two big tech dudes. Right. right. Um, in such a short amount of time, like that feels like such a risk, but they are completely different movies. Like they, um, yeah, like I, it, they were far less similar than I'd anticipated, I guess. How was Papa Fassbender? He was very good. Okay. He was honestly really, really good. <laughs> yeah. He got the voice down like crazy. <clears throat> like I, like it's actually a really interesting framing device too, where like almost like ninety five percent of the movie is framed around his various keynote speeches. Okay, like which is I think one of the. That's like the best decision is like sure. not having it be like on the Apple campus and like sure. yeah. showing like, oh, here I am. And they His have garage. like one short like development. They have one scene like that, actually. But that's it. The rest of it is just like, OK, a keynote from um, the Mac, a keynote from his like company spun off and a third keynote. I'm forgetting. Um, but. What's I gonna say? I don't know. Uh, cool framing device, and it lets like most of it just be in these really high pressure situations, so it doesn't feel. There's like some rising action, but most of it is just like he's about to go on stage to make a speech that might or certainly will change his life, and he thinks will change the life of like the everyone in the entire world, um, and he's like being forced to talk to his estranged daughter before one of them you know like it's just these crazy high pressure situations that uh feel very different than like the courtroom drama of the social network and then seth rogan shows up and he's like he does he's very good okay (laughs) i know you don't like seth uh he's he's a pickle man that's all (laughs) that's all i know him from uh I, i don't know if i've seen a seth rogan movie now that you mention it that's not possible Mm. You've never mm. seen Superbad? No. We did this when we Express? were talking about What's-His-Face, the director yeah. of Apatow. I haven't seen any of these movies, Guy. I'm sorry. That's so weird. <laughs> there must be one. That is so crazy. Does Steve Jobs kind of do... Does it, like, humanize Steve Jobs the same way the social network kind of humanizes Mark Zuckerberg? Is, it like that, is that the Sorkin thing, is to, like, take these evil overlords and, like... Hey, had a family, or you know, it's funny because I remember thinking when I was watching it, like <laughs> it's just so relevant to today, where it's like, oh, cancel culture just like isn't real because there was an article <laughs> where Steve Jobs said this terrible stuff, and he was fine, yeah, even though everyone read it and yeah. knew about it, sure, so like. It does in that, like, you see Steve Jobs, like, talk to his daughter 
and like some of the scenes are very moving. Um, but I came away from it being, I think I came away from it being way more like, oh, Steve Jobs is evil than I did about <laughs> Zuckerberg when I first watched The Social Network in like 2010. Yeah, but we're, yeah. uh, we have the full Steve Jobs ever to look over, you know, where Zuckerberg is like still going. He's still building his right. empire. Yeah. Steve Ugh. Jobs feels different because it's like, I can't think of anything redeemable about him, I guess. He changed the face of technology forever. <laughs> I, mean, I guess like as portrayed by Sorkin, like there's okay. even like in the moving scenes with his daughter, it's just like he's messing this up a lot. I go, yeah. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. You can't make really cool phones and be a great dad. It's just too much. <laughs> God, yeah. That might be true. Okay. Does it, so that's what I've been watching. Does it like end? Is it like, and then it gets sick. Like, is it like that kind of movie? No, or? not okay. at all. Okay. No. Which is, again, like, that's what I really like is it's like these, I think it was three very tight, confined um, oh, okay. situations with no um transitions between them okay you love your three acts car you've said that before you like i like to find acts yes Yes, you do yes you do do. coming of age story starring anya taylor joy and it's a limited event series that's carly's catnip she gives it five on letterboxd where you gave it four and a half thank you okay I ranked my first or rated my first movie. On I know. Box, yeah. So. Take me through the journey of 19th century and early 20th century film. Okay. I'm going to be talking around this a lot because <laughs> I think the process is way more interesting than the actual films. Okay. Uh, I was going to go through and just watch every Letterboxd movie in order. That it's, is such a wild and insane undertaking it's impossible yeah because they don't exist because they don't exist and it's not nothing is set up in a way to facilitate what i'm trying to do (laughs) yeah but i'm trying so hard where do you find most of them so what i do is they're gonna lock me up when i'm done explaining this to you carly Uh oh see this isn't what you do this is what you hear no this is what i do Okay. This is my process. Okay. I go in letterbox and I go by film and then I go by year and I go to the decade, which mostly has been the 1890s. And then (laughs) I click on a year. And then what it does is it displays one of the displays. Like it's like 12 by five. I think there's like 60 films per page. And what I do is I go through the top row and I middle click all of them. So they all open up in a different tab. Okay. Jesus Christ. Okay, are you okay. with me? And then I close yep. that film because I don't want to think about that right now. I'd have closed the like film browsing tab. So then what it'll be is it'll be like, you know, it'll be something stupid. It'll be like Eiffel Tower, nine, 1897. <laughs> and then what I'll do is I'll look at the reviews, like the user reviews. And yeah. sometimes somebody links to a YouTube video and I'm like, yes, God, yes, please. Thank you. Yes. Because <laughs> then all I have to do is click on that and yeah. open it and watch it and then click watch. Other times, I'll have to copy and paste that title and the year and go to Google and try to look for it. And sometimes it's on like some shady Russian website or something. And you don't, the thing is, Car, you don't even know you're watching the right movie. 
Sure. Yeah. It's like street scene, New York. Do you know how many New York street scenes were filmed? And they don't know what year it was. So it's just like, I, I assume this is the movie because sometimes there's like a picture of it for the letterbox film poster, you know? Yeah. Sometimes I'll, days later, open up a movie and it'll be another entry on letterbox for the exact same thing I've already oh, seen. Oh no, what do you do then? I click watched. Okay. But what happened there? I don't know, because no, it's not documented well enough or something. Yeah, Letterboxd, that seems so crazy. <laughs> Letterbox is drawing from this other film database. Oh, what database? It's like the, I forget what it's called, but there's like this website that's like a film database, and that's where Letterbox wow. is drawing like posters and descriptions and stuff. Oh, okay. I don't think there's anything intrinsic to Letterbox that they like generate themselves. I think they're pulling okay. all this stuff. I have it so it will. So I go and watch the film, which is always a nightmare because <laughs> these movies are like old, right? Yeah, very. So you can already not see or understand what you're looking at. But all these YouTube videos are from like 2004. So it's always oh, like this no. 240p video where oh, it's all no. like jittery and like terrible looking and you can't even tell what you're looking at. Yeah. And then I changed the playback speed to 1.5 because not only to get through this faster, but also because they're all uploaded at like slower speed. Oh, I don't know why. I don't know if that's how film. I assume they figured out even back then how to play it at a speed where it looks like people are moving the way they normally would. Yeah. One has to assume. Um, So I do it at 1.5 because it just generally makes the movies look better. And also I can get through these hundreds of minute long films quicker. How many have you watched at this point? I would say probably 500. It seems like. No freaking way. What? (laughs) They're all a minute long. Oh my God. (laughs) I'm up to. I thought you were going to say like 70 or something. No, I mean, I I did like 30 this morning. (gasps) Oh. That's so shocking. <laughs> I'm up to 1897. I've seen everything prior to that. Uh, oh, my God. But what I do with the lost films, mm-hmm. because there's a lot of lost films from this time, which mm-hmm. is really interesting in itself, I think, that there's this record of this film having existed. You know, yeah. but there's no... Or it's... I've also run into where this exists in an archive, but it's not available for viewing, which is... That seems like a... A more reasonable scenario than it existing on YouTube. <laughs> you know right, what I totally. mean? Like, no, yeah. It's yeah. it's astounding how many of these are on YouTube to go Crazy. See. Is um, it like, do you, are there certain accounts that you see again and again? Yes, totally. The okay. uh, Library of Congress puts up a lot. And then it has oh, the cool. sure. From the Library of Congress. Oh, and that's place nice. It. Yeah. Um, but sometimes it'll just be like, you know, Joe Staxon and I have 14 subscribers and I have this linear <laughs> short from, you know, 1894 <laughs> with like 10 views. And it's the exact same thing I'm looking for. And then you get into like weird, like letterbox holes of like 10 people have seen this film. That's like what's so going on weird. here. Yeah. Yeah. So with lost films, I put them on my watch list, which okay. I can set it to hide them then when I'm looking at the year list so i can see what i still need to go through i mean the first mind-blowing thing is that you're using letterboxd on your desktop that's like excuse me you can do it on your phone okay 
That's well, a, not this process you're just No, I, yeah, I've done this. I would work on my phone. Oh, really? On lunch breaks, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. So that's the process. Now tell me about the results. Oh, they're so uninteresting, Car. It's just... Yeah. What I wanted to get out of this was like, oh, I'm tracking the progression of film. The right. evolution of film. And you don't get that by doing this process because all you're getting is the shotgun blast of you know the four people who had a film camera right. in 1894 and then they just kept doing street scenes or a train arriving you know right. i've seen like 800 trains arrive <gasps> at stations and it's just not the first time it's interesting and then after that it's just not because it's not for me it was never meant to exist outside <sighs> of this time frame it's just you know People had never seen a movie before, and this was potentially their first movie. And so it's interesting that way. But Well, and the progression of it either would come from an artist like developing significantly or artists interacting or commenting on each other's work. Right. And like if there's this many in one year, then happen. that's just not possible. Yeah. yeah. So I think I'm going to ease up a little bit and just maybe do like the top, you know, 50 until yeah. I get to Mank. Until I get to Mank. Yeah. <laughs> I do want to get to like early, early Hollywood and see yeah. how that all plays out. I think that would be really interesting. But yeah. Um it seems like the ten years from nineteen hundred to nineteen ten are, are just like a, a no man's land, as far as I can tell. There's just like no well known or interesting because it's like in the nineteen tens they like figured some stuff out and they can start making actual movies. And they had already done 8 billion street scenes. <laughs> so, like, what do you do for 10 years while nothing happens? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I do have some to recommend. Okay. Um, all the uh, Melies. I'm going to butcher everyone's name. Uh, George Melies. Uh, he is the subject of Hugo by Martin Scorsese. Ah! Oh, okay. Um, his films are all very fun. He was a mu magician turned filmmaker, so he does a lot of like edit editing tricks and stuff in a really fun oh, that's way. Cool. And uh, like, I what, can you give me an example of an editing trick? Um, like he's got, there's like a devil, right? And there's like Ooh. a knight, and the knight swings his sword, and then right when it hits the devil, the devil's gone, and there's like a poof of smoke. Like he knew oh, to like cut okay. the film, you know, to like facilitate that and he just does that billions and billions of times um but he did uh a trip to the moon i think is the english title which is like okay. iconic and yeah. i have the uh the french uh electronica band air did a soundtrack for it for its like hundredth anniversary oh. i think so i have that on dvd and i watched that and it was very very good that's um, so cool yeah and then oh. uh, i watched a corner in wheat uh, by D.W. Griffiths, who is kind of known for Birth of a Nation, which is yeah one I'm excited to sit down and <laughs> take a gander at. But uh, A Corner in Wheat was like, it was so far beyond everything I had seen up to that point. Like, it, it's hard to think about that now because movies are what they are now. But just to see like this advancement in the art form. Hmm. is incredible because a corner in wheat is like so good what can you give me the gist of it um it's it's like pre interstitial cards even mm. so there's no dialogue whatsoever 
but it's about just like a businessman who corners the market of wheat and it's kind of portraying his rise juxtaposed with how that is affecting like farmers and you know less fortunate people um but the way it is shot is so much more poetic and you know artful than anything i had seen up until that point so it was just hmm. like an amazing uh and it's like 15 minutes long so it's okay like, yeah that was gonna be my question yeah. is that like it are there any getting close to like an hour or anything or are they all still mm. pretty short there's le vampires which is six hours long because it was oh. serialized into like 10 parts uh and that's almost that. like a queen's gambit yeah it all comes back around. It God. does. <laughs> That's that poster I sent you with the girl in the chair. Oh, yes, yes. Looking, yeah. It looks scary. Is it scary? No, it's like a heist thing, I think. It's like a Ooh. organized crime type of thing, I think. Uh, so you haven't seen yet? No, I don't know how I would want to do that. I don't think I could make it through six hours of silent film. Hmm. I think that would yeah. be tough. But I could do it like one a day, one of the... Yeah. Because I don't think they're uniform lengths. I think it's like one's 15 minutes and then one is 45 minutes. And it's like... Mm. So I don't know. I don't... Again, it doesn't feel like something that was meant to be enjoyed today. You know, it's a relic of this other time, but... Sure. Don't know. Don't know, Car. I oh. wouldn't recommend this process. It's really <laughs> not enjoy. There's a lot of times where I honestly like physically shake my head after I'm done watching where I'm just like... <laughs> Man, because it's like it's like 35 seconds of like a kid kicking a bucket or something. And it's like, (laughs) well, I watched this or animal torture or animal torture. Dude, that is like the one trend through all of these. And it sucks. I don't get it. What's going on? I don't know. I just watched one today where it was like a dog was made to dance and it was all dressed up. And it was just like, I'm sure people thought this was hilarious, but. This is animal cruelty at a certain That's point. It's so weird. Yeah. But electrocuting the elephant is the worst thing I've oh, ever seen. God. It's just, it's so like just mean spirited and just yeah. like there's no non mean spirited way where you film an elephant getting electrocuted to death. Right. But the way that it's just shot and everything is just so cruel. It sucks. That's so insane. I just like, I'm sure someone studied like why that was such a trend but i can't fathom it i don't know i think it's because you didn't have to pay animals sure and you can do violent things to them with yeah without getting any trouble yeah Yeah. uh this guy glued a fly upside down on the end of a matchstick and then put things on it and it looked like it was juggling them because its legs were all spasming oh jesus christ yeah Yeah, i watched that today oh my god it's like three minutes long it just keeps going and going and going so oh my god yeah so i'm so really, you applauded after that one. yeah i was like i stood up and i was like wiping a tear from my eye finally the true birth of film, film. <laughs> i hope that's what mink is about <laughs> david fincher you genius uh it's kind of interesting i'm gonna have to abandon this at some point because it would just take forever yeah. but it would be fun to just kind of see like oh the first you know like the first sex scene or the first like shootout and like all these like cinema tropes that would have been novel at the time. Yeah. Just kind of. Well, I'm sure the there's a way to find track that down. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you don't need to 
methodically go through each one. Was that Brucey? Yeah, oh boy, Brucey. Come here, buddy. Oh boy, Brucey. I like the... stressed out because I was gone. Poor guy. <laughs> Poor little man. I'll warm his cockles with my voice. Hello, Bruce. <laughs> oh He's calm now. Okay. You can also put this podcast by your houseplants and they'll do much better. Oh my God. Um, I can't do the thing you're talking about because I like the process of, I, I want to immerse myself in, yeah. I don't like to cherry pick. Because then I feel yeah. like you You want lose. the full context. I want the forest, not the trees, man. Yeah. You know? Hmm. But you're also saying that it's too much. It was too much. And I also wish you could do it by date instead of just a year. Because I feel like I'm getting movies that came out in response to other movies before I see the movies. Especially when the turnaround was so quick this early hmm. on. Which is kind of going against the whole point of why I'm doing this. So Yeah. But How would they have been in response to themselves? Or to each other, rather? Um, like, were people seeing them? Yes, they were... Like, there were rivalries happening at this time. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. And, like, Melies would do, like, his weird edit thing, and then, like, somebody else would do it, and not as well. And you could tell that they were just copying them, because it's not, you know, it doesn't have the, like, his spark to it. So it's interesting to troll down on that stuff, but... That's cool. Yeah. I just want to get to a point where there are movies, and I can just sit down and watch a movie, (laughs) you know? I'm worried I'll be in like 1930 and there'll still be like 800 like little films because people were just like stupid back then or something. Well, there must be some, I can't imagine this equipment was cheap, so it's not like democratized until who knows when. Yeah. So yeah, I'm sure there's like more and more people in 1930 getting a camera for Uh, the first time and they're shooting uh, the trains because they haven't shot the trains before. They shoot trains, don't they? Huh. Yep. That's early cinema. That's crazy. I what made underst- you do this? Is it Mink? Yes, it was Mink. Yeah. yeah. Uh, That's fine. I don't understand how people go to like school and learn this. Like you're paying to watch like dogs dance in robes. <laughs> and then they're like, <laughs> I don't, I don't understand. Uh, it's oh not like God. a STEM degree, kids. Like you can oh figure God. this stuff out on your own. I don't know. I just That's don't Regrets from college is not taking any film classes. As someone who did, yeah, the benefit of those was finding out about movies I wouldn't have found about out about right. otherwise. The anything they were teaching you, you could just go to the library and figure out in like five minutes. Like it's not. Yeah, but that's true with like most things. I don't know. Besides, yeah. like really difficult concepts. I don't know. Sure, and maybe yeah. I, I don't know. I just. I don't understand that whole, I just, just because I'm in that realm, because no one else would be watching these, you get a lot of like, I watched this for class and here are my thoughts. And it's like, dude, this movie's a hundred years old. People have talked about this movie before. Like, I just don't think there's anything new to say about, you know, street scene, New York. Yeah. The diagonal lines of the buildings really draw you in. This is you writing your review. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Carl, what else is going on? I don't freaking know, dude. Okay. Do you want to go through some movies that are coming out? Yeah. I, so I, I, I did complete the full sheet, of course. Okay. Um, oh, but you were going to do the, highlights. Yes. We're going to do highlights. Okay. So, okay. Let me open it I'm up. I'm pulling it up. More. I'm pulling it up. I'm pulling it up. Um, okay. So, 
So we missed some time. Fat man. When we were. Yep. Okay. Uh, we missed some time whilst we were in our scary movie. <laughs> whilst, um, yes. <laughs> uh, period. Um, and I think the only notable thing that we missed, perhaps, is that for some reason they re-released Alita Battle Angel. Hell yeah, dude. I've been getting YouTube ads for that. Yeah. Um, Bruce is really loud. Oh, I, I can't hear the little... Is he a little chonker? You'll definitely chonker? hear it. He's just going... Meow. Okay. <laughs> I'll just mute your audio track for this podcast. Um, <laughs> I heard him that time. I don't know what to do. Um, it's like Michael's here. Brucey. No. Sorry, it would be better if we didn't acknowledge it and just okay, kept going. Okay, I know. Going. It's just so weird. I don't know what he's doing. Um, <laughs> he sounds far away now, like he's in an alley. Bring him back. What to do about him? <laughs> Why is he so vocal, Car? Let's he diagnose does your this cat. When I'm gone for a few days. Mm. He gets really whiny when I come back. Mm. Yeah. Um. Anyways. <laughs> They re-released Alita Battle Angel. I don't know why. I just thought that was interesting. You should watch Alita Battle Angel, dude. I will at some point. Okay. Um, I don't like Christoph Waltz very much, but okay. what can you do? He's not in it too, um, too much. I think the notable upcoming one then Fair is man. Ammonite, or one of the notable upcoming ones is Ammonite. Uh, which by all accounts seems like it kind of sucks, but I think that this will be nominated for many an Oscar. <laughs> what is ammonite it's how do i put this delicately a paleontologist works alone selling common fossils to tourists a chance job offer changes mary's life when a visitor hires her to care for his wife so many people are i sound like trump um many people are drawing Many people are drawing comparisons between Ammonite and Portrait of a Lady on Fire. And it okay. sounds like Ammonite's just kind of like the knockoff version. Um, but it's Kate Winslet and Saoirse. Um, <laughs> of course it is. And okay. apparently there's just like no spark or like a spark or like it's just kind of lifeless. Um, and like a lot of people have pointed out, yeah, uh, Portrait of a Lady on Fire is directed by... A lesbian woman, and this is directed by a dude, and it's just like you that's can perfect. Apparently, that's, tell the yeah. That's how this has to go. This right. is how this goes. Yeah. And he'll win Oscars yep. for it, <laughs> and then it'll be on Letterboxd. If you like this movie, you'll love foreign movie, oh, and then we'll be right next to it. Oh man! Um, so that's coming out. I don't know. Like it, it, we'll see. I. It feels like yeah. Sersha or Kate or both will probably get nominated for it at least. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what to do about him. Brucey. He sounds so happy. What's Fat Man? I don't know. You can't. Okay. We No, I was supposed to be highlighting. I ones. know, but you put Fat Man on here. Okay, where is it? Oh, it's about Santa. And you put guests next to it. What is oh, that? Oh, actually, this is the other one I wanted to touch on. Yes, oh, thank this you. is important. Okay, okay so Man. can you please read the description? Okay. To save his declining business, Chris Kringle, also known as Santa Claus, is forced into a partnership with the U.S. military. <laughs> Making matters worse, Chris gets locked into a deadly battle of wits against a highly skilled assassin, hired by a precocious 12-year-old. 
after receiving a lump of coal in his stocking. So, Tucker, I have a question for you. Yes. Please guess who plays Chris Kringle. Oh, man. Is it Nick Cage? No. Nope. Is that a good guess or no? You, yes, it's not so far off. Okay. But think worse, much worse. Ooh. Oh, is it Mel freaking Gibson, dude? It's Mel freaking Gibson. Yes. Yep. That's awesome. Yep. That's awesome. I couldn't believe it. I could not believe it. <laughs> I was just like, how? How are we still doing this? I'm proud of myself for getting there in two guesses. Yeah. That's good. I'll probably watch that movie. It's pretty good. No, Tucker. What's wrong? Is this a limited mod? Can I watch this right now? It's limited. No, you can't watch it right now. What are these movies, Car? Fireball Visitors from Darker Worlds? I think we're in this time period now where like all of the major movies have committed to coming out next year. So now it's just like, it's Mank and this for the rest of the year. There's finally a Greta movie. There's another Christmas (laughs) movie. Yeah. Uh, um, wolf walkers. I don't know. Wolf have you seen walkers. the secret of Kells? Yes, I have. Oh yeah, I watched the trailer for this. It looks pretty good. Yeah, I thought the like look of it was really interesting. Um, but I haven't seen the secret of Kells, and I probably oh. won't watch it. To be perfectly honest, it's pretty good. The other movie they made is also pretty good, but I haven't seen the breadwinner. But there was another one where it's about like seal demons or something. In Ooh, Ireland. interesting. Yeah. Hmm. No, secret of Kells is great. Um, this looks a little less unique or something like it. Hmm. The art style looks a little more kind of like boilerplate. I don't know, but, hmm. or the story did or something. I don't know. I didn't, it didn't have that like interest factor for me, I guess, but okay. they have a good, uh, pedigree going on here because <laughs> wolves, wolves probably don't have pedigrees. What else you got, Carmen? <laughs> No, I think those are the big ones. I oh. think everything else is just kind of whatever. Dirty guy. I do have a question yes. that I just said. What other notable animated movies have come out in 2020? In 2020? Yeah. None. Sonic? That's not an animated movie, Car. Come on. I mean, I'm thinking of the what's going to be nominated for the best animated picture at the Oscars. Uh, nothing. Onward, probably. Onward, right. And we have Soul coming up. They'll be nominated. Yeah, Sonic yeah. might get nominated at this Sonic's point. not an animated movie, though. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot there's people in it. Huh. I don't know, Car. Nothing. No- nothing. There must be Trolls like... Two. Oh, Trolls 2. Oh, that's going to get two. nominated. Trolls 2. <laughs> yep. Trolls 2. I like Trolls 2 more than Onward. Hmm. <laughs> 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 Onward has one really cool part. Okay. It's at the very end. <laughs> Can I just watch that part? Sure. Okay. Yeah, it has no basis in the story or anything. It's just a cool thing happens. And I was like, oh, that's creative. Hmm. Otherwise, it's Chris Pratt doing a Jack Black impersonation. Jesus Christ, Chris Pratt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. Like, What's up, bro? <laughs> Similar to how there's a pillows on the windows, like approved we need to have like a disproved separate list that's like disapproved and it's just like male actors that i hate <laughs> huh and it's mel gibson and mel chris gibson. pratt and then okay. like some other ones i guess hmm. yeah but not michael fassbender he's bad but he's 
a good actor. Okay. No, Timothée. Timothée's not on there. No, we love Timothée. Okay. The cast of Dune is exempt oh, from this. Oh, Eddie yes. and JGL would go on there. Right. For some reason that you haven't really alluded to, but you keep <laughs> saying you don't like JGL, whatever his name is. It is funny because Mel Gibson is a pariah and I just yeah. like don't like JGL very much. <laughs> yeah, you just don't like his face much. You're like, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> can i read one more of these yes i want to read monsoon okay kate returns to ho chi minh city for the first time since he was six years old when his family fled the country in the aftermath of the vietnam american war that's not a that's not a plot that's not a description of a film well that's like a character background well <laughs> i don't know what this movie is about it's about that what you just read that stuff <laughs> Lucy, no. I'm just gonna stop the podcast right there. Wait, no, we gotta we gotta I have some like things that we should watch. Oh, okay, hit me. Well, soft whore. Jesus. Okay. We're on this road. Um yeah. and then uh Bo Traval, if I'm saying that correctly. I believe was just this has been a movie I've been wanting to watch forever, but it was not available anywhere. Not even my dear Fandango. Um, but now it's on the Criterion channel, I believe. But I don't have the Criterion. Channel. I do. I'll get you this stuff. Ooh, what's it called? <laughs> Beau Traval. It's a Claire Denis movie, which was the lady who did High Life and White Material. Let's we'll get through this. Um, yeah. And then the other one I was thinking was Colossal. What is that? That's an Anne Hathaway movie. Oh that, my like, god! I totally oh, where it's the forgotten. kaiju where she controls the kaiju. I don't know what a kaiju is. I was gonna watch this where it's like the big Godzilla monster and she was yeah, like yeah, in yeah. control of it. Yeah. I totally forgot it existed, and then I remembered it existed. What what a spread you've displayed for us here. Ooh, soft or Anne Hathaway. <laughs> Criterion movie. Yeah, it's a good um you All know of my tastes from are a lot fulfilled. of different <laughs> Yes, that's right. <laughs> Thank you, Carly. I feel full. I feel ready to sleep. Oh, that's good. I think if we can make it through this podcast with how tired I am and I assume mm-hmm. you are, I think we can so make it through tired. any podcast. Yeah, I had. Have you ever had one of those? I was gonna get a Red Bull. Yes. Um, but I couldn't find any. True. So then I got one of these Starbucks. Oh no! Double shot espresso things, <coughs> like in the can at a gas station. Sure. Yeah. Chilled. Yep. Yep. I can't. <laughs> it was the worst thing I've ever like too sweet? had in my life. Or like, it had I an edge like to actually it? can't talk about it, or else I'm gonna like throw up. Uh, Why? What? No, tell me. I, the taste of it made me. I don't know. It's like watered down. They add a little bit of sugar, and oh no, I can't talk. About mm. it. <laughs> so gross. Mm-hmm. But I had no choice because I was so tired and I needed to be oh. alert. I hear you. 